0: This is the novitiate a podcast for lay people looking to become saints. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. You know, I sometimes look at life and it feels like if you imagine waking up from a deep sleep and you find yourself in the middle of a great football stadium with people running all around you wearing football jerseys, and you don't quite understand what's happening or what the rules are or what's going on but everyone looks like they're enjoying themselves and very excited in the process you know we get born into this world and it's busy before you even know what's going on there are, there are people around trying to explain to you the purpose of the game but everyone seems to have a different interpretation of what the end goal of all this is you know there's a good chance your parents brought you up to say that the end goal is to get to heaven whereas there are others who say there is no end goal just enjoy Being on the field while you're here. The last few episodes, I've tried to explain really what is the Catholic understanding of the end goal. And it's so much bigger than just getting to heaven. It's actually about entering into the very life of God. The last episode was a very quick explanation of heaven, hell, and purgatory. And I am the first one to admit that I did not even do it justice. But simply trying to establish the most important elements of this, that. At the end of the day, we choose. We choose every moment of our day. And these choices affect our eternity. You either choose love or you choose against love. You know, you, every moment you are basically saying, I want to worship Jesus or I want to worship creation. And I'm going to sacrifice everything for one of those things. To try and take us a little bit deeper into this mystery of heaven, I want to just open up for you an idea which I first came across in the writings of St. Therese of Lisieux. So as you are probably aware, St. Therese is a doctor of the church. She was a Carmelite nun. She joined the Carmelite convent when she was 15, had to get permission from the Pope to be able to join that young. She ended up dying when she was 24. And in that time, she really didn't do a lot, but she wrote a series of letters to her sisters and was asked to write her own autobiography. And based on that alone, she was made a Doctor of the Church for her profound contribution to to theology in the Church. In the midst of her autobiography, she talks about how, as a young girl, she was always wrestling with what seemed to be a huge inconsistency or contradiction in the Scriptures. She saw that there were certain times when Jesus spoke about heaven And it sounded like everyone was equal. But then there are other times where it sounded like there was a hierarchy. And some people had a better place in heaven than others. And as a young girl who was trying to really live her faith as full on as possible, this seemed like an insurmountable problem. She, She had to know the answer before she could move forward. And so she says that she asked one of her sisters, now, we need to acknowledge at this point that St. Thérèse of Lisieux was not your average teenager in that since her death, both of her parents have been canonized. You're doing pretty well with that sort of pedigree. And all of her sisters joined the convent. So they were in a seriously religious environment growing up. And so when she writes to her older sister, she says, look, I need your help to understand this problem. And her sister wrote back with this image saying imagine if everyone goes to heaven with a bucket but everyone's bucket is a different size however everyone's bucket is full to the brim and so this was her way of reconciling these two seemingly contradictory things everyone receives an equal measure in heaven and yet at the same time there's a hierarchy Her sister was trying to use this image to say everyone receives the fullness of God but some people enter into heaven with a bigger bucket than others. Now, I don't know whether the church has officially decreed anything about this image but to my mind, I think this is the most brilliant way of understanding our journey here on earth and the whole of our journey of spirituality. You see, because our job is to stretch our heart and, and stretch our capacity for love. So that when we reach to heaven, our heart is big enough to be filled with, with the fullness of God's glory. And, you know, we, we, we even use language in, in our English language. You know, we talk about someone being pusillanimous, basically being a word for being small-hearted. Or someone being magnanimous, being, being big-hearted. And, you know, because we understand that someone who's lived a life of selfishness, and where it's all about them, their own vanities, they don't have the ability to love people because it's like their very heart has shrunk because of the decisions they've made. Whereas you see other people who have made decisions to constantly stretch themselves, to go beyond their normal capacity, and these people become large-hearted. You know, you step into the life of a large-hearted person and they've just got more space to keep loving you. Yeah, and you often see this with with people who have many, many children. You know, it's the classic situation of the the family who's got seven kids, but they decide to adopt another five, you know, because their hearts have just been stretched. It's like they, they need to just keep loving. If you think about heaven in this way, you suddenly realize that every decision you make here on earth affects your eternity. If we are coming from this simplistic understanding that as long as I believe in Jesus, I get my ticket through the pearly gates, nothing else matters. You know, I can live for myself. I can be as selfish as I want and still call myself a Christian and my eternity won't change because we're all going to get the same thing. Whereas the Catholic understanding of heaven is so much richer because because we understand heaven as relationship, we understand it as being being immersed in infinite love, the decisions I make here on earth influence my capacity to receive. If you imagine your heart being like a bucket, then everything you do is going to influence the volume, your ability to receive that. Now, if you go back 1700 years ago, St. Augustine used a very similar image when he spoke about the role of desire in prayer, he basically says that the whole purpose of prayer is to stretch your desire for God. And he uses a similar image, but instead of a bucket, he talks about having like a sack. You know, if, if you had like a sack made out of material and you wanted to fit extra stuff into it, you would have to stretch the material. And so he, he uses this image of a person Working hard with their hands to try and pull the sides open more and more. To stretch the material to increase its capacity so that they can fit more produce inside. And he basically says that is the goal of prayer. It's to stretch your capacity to be able to receive more of God. And so I think for me personally, these two images explain the spiritual journey so perfectly. Because we start to understand that it is about stretching ourselves in love. It is about living a life which which basically empties the vessel as well. You know, as, as I used the image in the last episode of purgatory, that, that, that we need to strip out the vanity, strip out the pride, strip out the selfishness and, and, and the worship of other things so that the vessel is empty. But then stretch the capacity. You know, every day... Every moment of every day, you have a choice between love and selfishness. Even right now, as you are listening to this, you have a choice between love and selfishness in, in ways that you've probably not even thought of. You know, whether you decide to pray for someone, whether you decide to, you know, think about how you're going to love your kids when you get home, you know, whatever it is, you can choose to curl up in your own comfort zone, looking after your own needs, or you can choose to love. The choice of selfishness is always easy. It's always the path of least resistance. And yet we know that the path of love is always painful. Even to simply think how you're going to love your spouse when you get home, that in itself might stir up this reaction of like, oh, I just haven't got the energy. I just don't even want to think about that right now. And what's happening right there is you are being stretched and you're also being emptied, you're being cleansed. You're know, saying John of the Cross would say that those moments when love is painful, that pain is actually the pain of purgatory that you're experiencing right there. That's the pain of your selfishness being stripped away. You see, these these concepts are not abstract. They're actually stuff that we live every moment and, and we choose, we decide at every moment. Yeah, you know, if we go back to well, that first episode where I was talking about this idea of decision, how you've already made a decision about your end goal, about your destination. And every other small decision, in a sense, is already determined because you simply want to get to your destination. If we truly understand heaven as being love, and we understand that everything we do here on earth influences our eternity, We need to set our destination as being love. We need to fall in love with the idea of becoming love. That we could really train ourselves, you know, put ourselves through like some sort of spiritual boot camp where we can every day try to finish the day more loving than when we started. With our capacity for God and our capacity to love others around us larger but also particularly our capacity to receive love needs to be larger at the end of the day than when we started. And strangely this is actually the starting point for the whole spiritual journey. You've got to learn how to receive love because on the day that you can receive love the rest will be easy. You'll naturally have a love overflowing to every other person you meet. Whereas if you try and start by loving other people, you're probably just going to end up a little bit bitter and twisted. So in the next episode, I want to break open for you a little bit of the science of how love works. And hopefully from here, you might get an understanding of how the whole tradition of meditation and contemplation actually makes sense.